COVID-19 delayed the teaching of this message for the Manila programs. However, a pandemic cannot stop God's truth from marching forward. John Carter brings us the incredible teaching of the man who wrote his own life story before he was born. From his studio in Los Angeles, California, here is John Carter. Of course, it's quite impossible, absolutely impossible for a person to tell his own life story before he is born. Would you not agree? But that's what we're going to talk about today. The man who wrote his own life story before he was born and a very warm welcome to you, my friends around the world. What do you think about political correctness? Do you like it? Well, sometimes it's not so bad if it's done in the attitude that you're just trying to be nice to people. And niceness to people is good. However, if political correctness means that all ideas are of equal worth, it's an abomination because it's one big lie. I don't believe in political correctness as it is taught today in Hollywood or anywhere else on the face of the earth. I'm locked up at home most of the time now because of this COVID-19. So on the weekend, I was watching a bit of television. You do get desperate, don't you? And there was a man who said, I believe in God. Oh, that's interesting. He said, I believe in God. I believe in all gods. I believe in Buddha. I believe in the Lord. I believe in Christ. That sounds good, doesn't it? But that which proves too much proves nothing at all. And if you believe in all gods, it means that there is really no God at all. We're going to talk today about the man who wrote his own life story before he was born. And this, of course, is impossible, but it really happened. And so today, my friends around the world, I want to welcome you to the Carter Report because we've got some amazing things to share with you today and I hope you're doing okay. I heard a young preacher say, he was asked the question, why do you believe in the resurrection? And he said with great confidence, I believe in the resurrection because of my faith. I don't. I believe in the resurrection, not because of my faith, but because it actually happened. And because it actually happened, I put my faith in, and faith is simply trust or belief. So today, we're not just talking about blind faith. I don't believe in blind faith, in believing just what I want to believe. That's why Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So today we're talking about the man who wrote his own life story before he was born. Intriguing, isn't it? Quite amazing, isn't it? The man who wrote his own life story, not after he was born, but before he was born. The world has seen some remarkable characters and people who've made a profound impression upon the world for good and some 
for bad. I want you to notice some of the candidates for greatness. I guess if we're looking for great people who've made a great impression, you've got to include Moses. He's the man who led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt through the Red Sea. The Bible says, and who gave to the world from the hand of God the Ten Commandments. Remember the movie with Charlton Heston. Do you know what Charlton Heston's real name was? Hmm? John Carter. Oh, you don't believe that? Well, go and check it out. Then, of course, there was Elijah. He was a mighty prophet because he brought down fire from God out of heaven. Had to be a great person, don't you think? Um, could you leave out Peter? I don't think you could leave out Peter, who was called the big fisherman. The Roman Catholics say he was the first pope. Now, you may not believe that. I don't. But I do believe that Peter was a great personality, shaped the history of the world. But possibly an even greater character was the Apostle Paul, who gave us the book of Romans, that gave us Western civilization. There would be no Western civilization except for the great Paul of the New Testament. Very great character, a person I, I've loved for many years, uh, uh, is Abraham Lincoln. One of the greatest characters, the great emancipator of the slaves, a man of great character. So I put Lincoln up very high on the list of being a great person. But then I move on from Abraham Lincoln and I come to one of my favourite characters in the history of humanity and that is Winston Spencer Churchill, the man who said in the face of the Nazis, never give up, never give up, never give up. Can't you hear him? I respect Winston Churchill, I wish we had a few Churchills today. And then, of course, there are other great characters too. Uh, I'm a little biased, of course, because of my background, but I have great respect for Mother Teresa, a firm Roman Catholic Christian who is venerated as a saint in the land of India. I don't have to believe everything she believed, but I respect her. Mother Teresa. And now my prejudice does come through when I say <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II. During the Second World War, she worked in the army, working on army trucks. She gave a great speech recently and she took some of the words of Winston Churchill. Never give up. Never despair. So I respect some of these people, but listen. These people are, are not the greatest in the history of the human race because there was somebody else who was greater than all of them put together. 
That was the little baby that was born down in the barn at the back of Motel 6 about 2,000 years ago. The man whom they nailed to the cross, the man whom we believe was raised from the dead, his name is Jesus. And as Richard Dawkins, the world's most famous atheist, says, Jesus was a real person and a real personality. Now, here it is. Before he came to this earth, are you listening to me? Before he was born, he wrote through the prophets the story of his own life. He's the man who wrote his own life story before he was born. And I'm going to give you a text or two out of the book of books. We're going to start with these words of Christ Jesus. John 17, 3, and this is eternal life. Do you want eternal life? Then listen. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Then there's another verse that comes after it. I want you to notice this verse. Here it is, John 17, verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself. Now, look, listen to this. With the glory which I had with you before the world began. Before the world began. Jesus Christ existed in his pre-incarnate form with his father billions and billions of years ago. He lived before he was born. And through the ancient Hebrew prophets, uh, he wrote his own life story before he was born. If this is true, this is tremendous proof for Christ and for God. And there's a great statement that I like to read to my skeptical friends. And I've got many, many friends who are skeptical. Here it is. I want you to notice this. If genuine prophecy exists, then the big issues of our times are solved. If there is, I say, if there is genuine prophecy, if a man could write his own life story before he was born, if there is genuine prophecy this answers the big questions of our age. The great questions that thinking people are asking, for instance, uh, where did I come from? Uh, who am I? Uh, what am I doing here? And uh, where am I going? These are the big questions. And I've talked about this to vast audiences around the world uh, and hundreds of thousands of communists and atheists in the old Soviet Union. If genuine prophecy exists, I want you to notice these prophecies inspired by Christ. Some of them a thousand years before he was born. Are you with me and are you listening, my friend? Prophecy number one. It was predicted where he would be born, the place of his birth. 
And if you take the ancient Hebrew Christian scriptures and turn to Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, you get these words. Micah 5 verse 2. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. It talks here about a person coming to this earth who had lived from time eternal, billions of years ago, and he comes to this earth and he's going to be born in a little town by the name of Bethlehem Ephratah. Now listen to the facts. Jesus was born not in the place where his parents lived. His parents lived in a little town up north in Israel by the name of Nazareth. But the Bible said he'd be born in this little town by the name of Bethlehem, which is down south. Now, history tells me that the, the Romans decreed a census. And this census said that every person had to go back to his hometown. And the hometown of his parents was not Nazareth, but the little town of Bethlehem. And so Mary, pregnant with Christ, and Joseph travelled down that long, bumpy road. They travelled down, I guess, on the back of a camel. Oh, no, don't think so, not a camel. They would do this later, perhaps, when they went down to Egypt. But they travel on the back of a donkey. So there are camels over there in Israel too, but most likely they traveled on the back of a donkey. And when they got to Bethlehem, which is the place that was predicted in the Bible, Jesus was born not in a palace, not at the White House, not in Buckingham Palace. No, he was born in a shed at the back of Motel 6. And Motel 6 or the inn didn't have room for the Son of God, the creator of the universe. Isn't this amazing? The blindness of the world. And so... Through the prophets, Christ predicted the place of his birth. Prophecy number two. Prophecy number two. The miracle of his conception. And I use the word miracle. If you turn to the prophet Isaiah chapter 7, and I turn to these texts because I believe that this is here we find truth. And on truth... We can build our faith. We don't build faith on faith or fiction or supposition. We build faith on truth. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And this means God with us. It's referring to the coming of the Messiah. God with us. Now, you know the story. If you know the the Bible at least, you know the story that Mary becomes pregnant. And Joseph, her husband, being a good man, says, I don't want to disgrace her, so he's just going to put her away. But he's told by an angel from God, no, 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 that which is conceived in her womb is of the Holy Spirit. Because the ancient prophet, 700 years before Christ, said, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son and shall give his name, call his name Emmanuel. The Bible teaches that Christ was conceived in the womb not by a man, but by the almighty spirit of God. Now, some folks will say to me, but John Carter, you know, this is is absolutely absurd. Uh, This can't happen. Uh, Are you kidding me? Don't you realize that the God who made the stars is the God of the impossible? Are you listening to me? He is the God of the impossible. God can do amazing things and God can do impossible things. And the Bible tells me that the almighty God, the spirit of the almighty God, the God who made a trillion, trillion stars, planets, this almighty God, through his spirit came upon Mary and Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Christ predicted this. He wrote his own life story before he was born. He inspired the prophets. Prophecy number three, inspired by the Messiah, long, long, long before he came into this world Listen carefully. The year of his coming out to preach, his preaching, his baptism, and his death were prophesied in the Holy Scriptures. At least 600 BC. Now listen carefully to this. In the prophet Daniel, I'm not going to take time because we don't have time. I always seem to have too much material. So my guy said, you've got to cut out some of the material. You're talking too much. So, but... In Daniel chapter 9, there is a remarkable prophecy. Please listen. This remarkable prophecy was given by God to a prophet by the name of Daniel who was living in the great city of Babylon. And the Bible said Jerusalem would get destroyed. It was. It was destroyed. But then the Bible says, after Jerusalem was destroyed, there would come a decree to restore and to build Jerusalem. And the Bible said, there would be a period of time, 483 years, after the decree to restore and to build Jerusalem. That decree was given by the Persian in Persian emperor in 457 BC. This is a fact. I'm not just telling you something. This is a fact. And the Bible says in this prophecy, you can read it yourself in Daniel 9, there would be 483 years and then you would have the coming of the Messiah. You think of this. 
You can work out the dates. It, it teaches that the Messiah would appear in the year 27 AD. You say, I, I can't believe it. Yes, you can believe this. I'm going to turn over here to Luke chapter 3 because this is an independent commentary on the prophecy of Daniel. I'm going to read Luke chapter 3 and I'm going to take it right out of the Bible. And I want you folks to listen. Luke chapter 3 verse 1 says, Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. You know when that happened? What date that was? According to Jewish reckoning, that was 27 AD, the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. It says, uh, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of Iturea, region of Trachonitis and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene. Here we have some great historical facts, brother, sister, we're talking here, not just faith, we're talking about the facts. It's talking about the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, and that is 27 AD. And I'm going to read now verse 23, and it actually talks about the coming of Christ to be baptized and to start his messianic role in the world. Luke chapter 3, verse 23 says, let me see, verse 23, here it is. Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, and then it gives his genealogy. But the text tells me that Jesus, when he was about 30 years of age, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Jesus was baptized uh, and the Spirit of God came upon him and he went forth to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, have a look over here again. 483 years, it says in Daniel chapter 9. You add the 483 years onto 457 BC, the decree of Artaxerxes Longjamanus. Have you got it? And this brings you through to the year 27 AD, which is the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Christ predicted the time when he would start to preach and the time of his baptism. Jesus Christ is a man who wrote his own life story before he was born. Now, if this is true, my friend, and it is true, if it is true, if genuine prophecy exists, then the main issues of our age are met. And uh, if this is true, what I'm telling you, if genuine prophecy exists, then there is a God and Jesus Christ uh, is uh, the predicted Messiah. You can believe it, not because of blind faith, but you can believe it because it is the truth. Jesus Christ is the author of the Old Testament prophecies. He wrote his own life story before he was born. And around the world, especially in Russia and Ukraine, I've had literally tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of atheists and communists and cynics say, we can no longer deny the evidence. The Bible is the word of God and Jesus is 
the Son of God. Prophecy number four. Here it comes. It was predicted in the Old Testament that the Messiah would be rejected by his own people. Now, as you all know, Jesus was a Jew. And he came to the land of Israel. He came to his people who were Jews. Isaiah 53 and verse 3, written 2,700 years ago, said these words. Isaiah 53 verse 3, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We did not esteem him. Now, Jesus was a Jew. Jesus comes to his own people, comes to the chosen people, the special people. And instead of rolling out the bands and praising God, his own people rejected him. The Jewish people, his own people rejected him and handed him over to the Romans and the Romans took him and they nailed him on a cross. Every word, every single word of the prophecies came to pass. Listen very carefully. May these sayings, may these words sink down into the molecules of your minds. Jesus Christ is the man who wrote his own life story before he was born. If this is true, then Jesus Christ is the Messiah he is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. He is your Savior and my Savior too. And remember, if genuine prophecy exists, then we know who we are. We know why we're here. We know where we came from. And we know where we are going. I have more amazing prophecies to share with you I'll be back soon. Don't go away. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app. The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for the Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for the Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to the Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. The Antichrist is in the temple of God. I will read you the actual words of the great Roman Catholic Church. More than a billion people pray to the dead. But the Bible talks very plainly about good angels 
and bad angels. Why on earth were you and I born? This DVD series from John Carter will be yours with a gift of $50 US or $70 Australian. Write to us at the address on the screen. Visit carterreport.org, your home for inspirational teaching. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.